Hi guys, this is Vidas and Osha. Let's start episode 102 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. And today's question was sent by Paul. And he writes, Dear Vidas, thank you first for your good and precise advices. I spent two weeks in Italy, so I, it was not possible for me to answer immediately your question. My dream playing in such a manner that people who listen to it will like to hear this kind of music in the future. So, Osha, it's a, it's a very broad dream, I would say, right? Yes. Basically, uh, what it means, uh, probably, to play organ in a way that people uh, would feel compelled to come to your concert or recital or or church service where you play in the future right yes that's right but it's sort of hard you know to please everybody maybe some of your audience would you know fell in love with your playing but probably not all of them definitely because uh, everyone has different tastes yes and uh, we both also have a little bit different tastes, right? Uh, because uh, you like some things that uh, I like less, for example, right? Or vice versa. So that's perfectly normal and natural thing. Uh, do you think, Osha, that it's it, it's wise to keep hoping that uh, everybody would... Uh, like your playing every listener you know i would be glad if at least some of the people who came to my recital would love it so when you play for example recital solo or together with me do you think about your audience at that time or no during my exact performance no But I think about my audience before recital, while I'm selecting, you know, pieces for recital, then I think about them a lot. And uh, what's your ideal listener? Do you have, so to say, avatar or or a character or persona in mind for whom you would like to play? Or it's a general symbolic... uh, uh, person or maybe very specific your friend or or uh, colleague or or uh, relative well no I don't have that particular imagination about exact you know concrete person but <clears throat> what I keep in mind I know I'm creating my in my head sort of image of that person who might come to my recital and uh, what does he like in general? Uh, what kind of music does he, he or she like? Uh, various, actually various styles. And so I'm trying not to, you know, to play one style music, but to add various genres from different styles. What about you? My opinion changed over the years. At first I... I felt compelled to to play for a listener, imaginary listener, who would uh, like to hear 
<laughs> things that I like, right? Sort of similar to me. Um, uh, and because my taste also changes, uh, and this perspective also changed with years. There was a time when I, I, I like to play only early music, and there was a time when I like to play only modern music, and there was a time when I uh, like to improvise long recitals. Um, so it's changing because uh, if you do that, uh, your audience is very limited, right? That's true. You maybe have an audience of one. Mm-hmm. Yourself. Of yourself, yes. That's a possibility. <laughs> Maybe your family member, one or two will come. But I, still I doubt it because yeah. everyone is busy and keeping uh, their own uh, things in mind. Uh, and uh, you have to think something different, right, for everyone. Yes, because you never know what people will expect from you. Because I have heard, you know, a few times, for example, people talking, oh, wow, he is playing without music score, he has such a good memory. But then, on the other hand, I also have heard such a talks as, for example, a person playing from the music sheets, and people, you know, wondering, wow, he can sight-read music, that's, you know, amazing. So you never know what people will like. This is a, a good point because it's pointless to please everybody, to try to please. We, we can't even begin to please because because everyone is so in their own world. And I think uh, the best we can do is um, provide something uh, of quality. Quality is very important. Uh, quality, but to have uh, maybe a general direction where we would like to go with our public performance and of course it has to have an, an arc like like in any story you will have to have a beginning middle and an end and a nice contrast variety right so your your recital also should look something like that it should not be in one mood or one tempo or one registration don't you think, Osha? Yes, and of course, first of all, you have to have a high standard, as you mentioned before, and you have to try to please yourself, you know, to be happy with what you are doing. And also, um, when when you play a recital, I think it's wise to uh, select pieces that add value to the listener, right? They... I think uh, uh, the general direction should be like a like a mix of things uh, from a variety maybe of uh, organ schools and historical periods uh, because uh, then a person will like something will find something that he or she will like. Um, we have so many rep pieces in the repertoire, right, from seven centuries ago. And uh, it would be nice to include something uh, from many centuries. Not all, but but many. Yes, that's true. And, you know, you need to play various repertoire. 
in that way somebody will you know can connect with some of the pieces you're playing and another person will connect with another piece that you're playing on your repertoire but uh, this rule does not apply if you're playing on historically oriented organ for example replica of you know some historical instrument or on a real historical instrument when you have to choose repertoire appropriate for that instrument this is true for the organ right because uh, if you listen to piano recitals uh, every piano is uh, more or less similar right it doesn't have such a variety as organ and pianists can play you know basically everything on uh, every piano they have uh, because every piano has about 88 keys with organ is different uh, some organs have one manual, some two, some four, some five, or even more. And the range of the keyboard is different. Four octaves, even five octaves. And the pedal board is different. Uh, some, some organs have short octaves in the bass. And some even have split semitones, uh, where, where D sharp is not the same as E flat, for example. So all those things... They have to be taken into consideration when you think about the repertoire for your public performance. Uh, and also uh, thinking about your audience uh, so that strangers who will come to your recital would uh, not be bored. Yes, it's very important. Because uh, it's it's nice to imagine that you're playing for friends who know you who trust you who like you uh, and uh, and of course uh, this might happen from time to time when you are for example uh, contacted to play a personal recital private recital for a group of friends uh, for a birthday party let's say then they will listen to almost anything you play but if 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 in majority of cases you have another situation, right, uh, that people will come to your recital, some of them will never have heard about you before, and then they have this uh, preconceived notion about organ music. What what have they heard about it in the past? What they like? Sort of their preferences. And since everybody is sort of different, it's very difficult to to please everybody in this way. Uh, so, Osha, uh, for example, our next recital when we play together is uh, in November, right? In yes. uh, in about two and a half weeks. How do we? plan this program and uh, and uh, what principles did we have in mind well we played some pieces solo chose to play, play some solo pieces and some duets mm -hmm. well what we thought about i think is that we uh, begin with the Probably the most pleasing music uh, musical piece that we found on this program, right? Yes, that's true. Uh, 
definitely because it's an aria or duet from Bach's cantata number 80 and we liked it so much and we thought it would be nice to add it in the beginning because at the end what we chose Sonata by Mozart for four hands yes and it's it's a diff different piece sort of a um, loud soft loud registration three parts three movements and it fits for the ending very nicely because it has this character of uh, ending at the end um, so we have this beginning and the end figured out and then in the middle what we did can you elaborate a little bit Yes, we play some solo pieces, for example, like I'm playing the Swelling's Fantasia Chromatica. And that's a hard piece for listeners to listen to. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it's not the first on, yes, the, on the menu. Because otherwise, I'm afraid that everybody would leave right at the beginning of our recital. And then after this difficult piece, uh, right, we again pl uh, play a pleasing music uh, by Bach. Uh, this second aria, yes. uh, which we arranged from the cantata, and so on. We we sort of uh, alternate bet between um, mentally difficult pieces and pleasing music, and therefore we can also hope that our listeners be also interested and not be bored and compelled to come again to our recitals because we have this variety and contrast, right? Yes, that's right. And whatever you do, don't play too long. It's better yes. for your recital to be too short than too long. It's better that people would leave your recital longing for more music than no other way. Exactly. Uh, so, wonderful guys, please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And uh, this was Vidas. And Osha. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. <laughs>